Hello, 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 and welcome to the Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast, recorded here in Turks and Caicos, an island in the Caribbean. Today's episode, Where's My Oscar? In the land of applause, the constant need for acceptance and validation. And why is that? Why do women feel like we need to be accepted and validated? The programming for women has been superficial. We have to look a certain way. We have to act a certain way. And we have to be a certain way in accordance to how men or the world perceive us. Authenticity is realizing these expectations prevent us from actually living. They prevent us from being actualized and living our most authentic life. So come spend some time with Kitty Rebellion and me, Edith Ivy Rosenblatt, as we discuss Where's My Oscar? Kitty darling, how are you? Oh, oh a lot. <laughs> is that an right, answer? Is that an answer? Right. <laughs> hey, first let's hear about your handmaid's tale, because I'm dying to hear the emotions you've been having. I I um I don't like being um fooled. Like that's one thing that just really sets me off. And I have come up with a new name for Serena. It's NC Serena. You could probably figure out what that means. <clears throat> no um, comment. I, no. <laughs> oh, <you're right. laughs> um, um, yeah, I, I had to put NC because I don't want TikTok to ban me. So, right. Or right, right, remove right. the sound or whatever. So I'm like, her name is, she earned it. She earned this title of NC Serena. Um, and just um, what uh, women need to watch this like they need to watch this so they know perfectly well what side they're on you're either on all women's side or just the ones that look like you side so yeah. this is a perfect show to understand where you are at this moment in your life and you can change that if you choose it's it's de- definitely we're going to delve into that but what i got from it is that we are programmable beings that's what i get from it it's like women we are submissive we are nurturers we are kind we want to be affable we want to be liked and we will do what we have to do to survive. And we'll eat a shit sandwich if somebody hands it to us when you're right? nice. When With you're... no fucking question. No, you'll just eat the shit sandwich. And I got to this point in my life where I'm like, take your fucking shit sandwich and shove it up your ass because you served it to me on a plate. I'm just supposed to automatically eat that. Nope, I'm done. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of feelings involved in this show. 
Yeah. How far have you gotten on the show? Well, I'm doing a lot of sleeping. <laughs> right. And right. Rightfully so. I get well, that. so I haven't watched much television. You want to know about my situation? G- give it to me. Okay. So I planned a vacation with my loving friends, um, two of which were hairdressers and one other one that was a nurse. And we've been planning this trip to Turks and Caicos Club Med for, I want to say, three or four months, right? Okay. And we've been meticulously planning, taking care to wear our masks and... um, I, somewhere along the trip, flying here, I contracted COVID-19. So I got to spend one night with my friends. Mind you, I had to leave one day later Mm -hmm. because uh, American Airlines, that was a shit show. So I left one day later. I got here the following day from them. So I got the, here the day after them. Mm-hmm. I got to spend exactly 24 hours, almost like 22 hours with them. Then I went to be tested for COVID-19. And when I was tested, they said I was positive. So I have been in my room, at this beautiful room at Club Med, I'm basically, I have to stay here. And what have you been doing to fill your time? Because that's, that's have, a lot of alone time. <laughs> oh my God. I was so fucking pissed. I was like, really? I got it. In the beginning, I was pissed, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck did I do to deserve this universe? Bitch, I know you've got something <laughs> planned for me. Right. Right. (laughs) So I have been reading this book that I have planned to mail you after I finished. I almost feel like the bitch universe. Well, she's not a bitch. She can be hard sometimes, but she's not a bitch. Anyway, she wanted me to read this book. Mm -hmm. And all this shit that we've been talking about on this podcast. Literally, without even reading one page of this book, Mm -hmm. is in the goddamn book. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like it's solidifying. It's giving you the, yeah, what you've been thinking is correct. I think it's giving that stamp of approval. Yep, verified. You're there. That's how I feel. Do you feel like that? I do. I do. And then I feel like it's okay. So, and then on top of it, you send me a video this morning of this woman actually saying the exact thing that I said to you last night, Mm -hmm. which is what the podcast is about today. And um, the podcast, you know how William Shakespeare said, the the world is you know the what is it the world the is world. filled with actor or the world is a stage yes. and we're all merely actors mm-hmm. that's exactly it we're done being actors right exactly we're, we're done we're done that's why we see the world differently because we're there 
and how I'm we participated anymore. I'm not doing that anymore. And how we participated in it. And we just didn't, we didn't know. We didn't know. We no, were merely acting. Didn't know. No. no, no. And, and the, the participation that you willingly do that not understanding you have a choice. That's part of survival skills, right? You don't, you don't believe you have a choice. We all have choice. We all have choice, but when you're in survival mode, you don't understand that you do. And that acting comes out. I don't know about you, but I deserve an Oscar. Okay. Right. (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) That whole thing with the, with relationships, I deserve an Oscar because I would pretend everything was wonderful, everything was perfect, everything was fantastic, and then behind closed doors, you know, bombs were going falling off apart, and we're miserable people. And yeah, but once I left that house, I was the perfect little wife, the perfect little mother, the perfect little uh, worker bee, like perfection, and nobody could tell me any differently. And I'm like, you're a phony and you're a fraud. And how much longer are you going to be able to do this? <laughs> you know, uh, but you got to ask yourself, why? Why were we, why? Why were we like that? And I, I, I've been doing a lot of reflection in this room with four walls. Mm-hmm. Thank God it has a bathroom, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that self, and that's another thing. When you find yourself by yourself, that is your time to reflect. But usually, I feel like people go into fear mode, and they do everything they can to not be in that situation. Right? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Every time I absolutely every time I got laid off, the desperation and fear would set in, but it was an actual opportunity to make things better. But I didn't know that. Now I know, now I know when you get a break, it's an opportunity for growth. If you go to the same thing again, you're not growing. Look, if you, this is what I want for our listeners. I also want to set the intention of this podcast. Mm-hmm. The intention of this podcast is to be the friend parent to women that they didn't have growing up because we are doing that for ourselves, right? You want to find yourself and you, I'll tell you, when I heard I had to be here by myself, I was so pissed that my husband wasn't more upset. <sighs> <laughs> why are you more upset than you are now and he said honey because you're at club med (laughs) number one number two i know who you are (laughs) he's like you're gonna make this work to -hmm. your benefit so and i was like but it'd just be a little nice that you'd be a little worried for me i mean my dad's sending me bible verses Oh. Yeah, that that didn't go over well oh. with me. I think that's that's what scared the shit out of me. It was like, oh my god, my dad thinks I'm gonna die. Yeah, not helpful. No. They, they, it's and the intent is to be. I would assume the intent was to be helpful, but you take it a different way. Isn't that exactly? Amazing? Isn't that amazing yeah. how that happens? And they're like, "What are you talking about?" And you're like, "It doesn't make me feel good when you do that." 
okay, but that's not my intent. Okay, but I'm telling you, that's how it makes me feel. Ah, you know, it's just this lack of communication and listening. I, I deal with it too. I do, my dad is still alive and um, he goes out of his way to be hurtful. And he's a hurt man who hurts people. That's, I've come to terms with that. Yeah. And well, go ahead. Being, being, no, I'm on, he's the last person. I'm going to be completely 100% honest with this. I am myself with everybody in my life, except for my dad. I am still on the stage performing for him. And I mean that a hundred percent. That is truth. He's the only, everybody else, I will tell you. <laughs> right. Who and what I am. And I don't have time for BS. But my father, he is my one exception. So I'm so close. I'm so close to being 100% authentic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But my dad, I'm the same way with my dad because I used to just let him have it like let him have it I'm gay I like to sleep with I I, I, you know whatever I like to sleep with everybody I would tell him you know I would say those things to fucking hurt him and now I I would now I'm just you know because I knew those things hurt him Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and now I just I kind of you know I'm like look let's talk about things we have common ground with and that is animals family you know let's keep it as benign as possible no politics no politics girl I just got a message about that he said, Miha, let's not talk about... Po- he br- he's the one who always brings it up. I stay away from it because I know what happens. So he brings up politics. I bring up facts. I show him the link's no longer available because it's not true. And he sends me a message saying, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't talk about... Yes, you're right, Dad. We shouldn't. <laughs> See? Let's watch movies and eat. <laughs> exactly. Let's Let's be... The acting is when you're black and white about something. And I had this conversation earlier with someone. Um, The problem with our country is that when we're teaching religion, we're teaching black and white policies to people. It's only black and white. God only loves this and this. God does not love this and this. And what I am finding out is that when you love yourself with the black and white, when you are so rigid about your beliefs and you don't open your heart and your mind to the fact that there are different perspectives and different ways of looking at things, that you limit who you are. You limit how far you can go as a human being. That's what religion does, is it tries to keep you in contain. It, you, it tries to keep you contained because there can only be so many rich people. That's the belief, right? Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. oh, I can't be rich. Or I can't, I can't be a celebrity celebrity. Religion teaches you that like being a celebrity is a sin because of, but yet we celebrate celebrities in religion too. It's very hypocritical. It's very hypocritical. And that's where the controversy comes in. Don't tell me one thing and then go do another. That whole, you know, don't do as I do, do as I say. And I'm like, I'm fucking grown. You're not going to tell me what to do and what not to do. That, that, that no longer works. Does that, does that make sense? The whole, oh, it does. do as I do, as I say, not as I do. And I'm like, fuck you. No, thank you. Like I've learned to walk away and cut people out of my life so fast. When people show you who they are, I'm, I'm at that point. I love when people show me who they are. I love it because then I can make that decision for myself. Right. Whether I want, whether I think you're worth my time, my energy and money. And you hate to be so concrete about that, but I'm over 50 now. I don't have time to waste with people's reindeer games. You know what I mean? I'm like, but I don't even look at it like that anymore. I feel like the higher on the ladder you climb, the more you're like, look, uh, these are the fucking people that I want to reach. Right. I want to do it in such a way that it's through my podcast. And I don't have to, because attachment styles bring resentment, right? Mm -hmm. The more familiar you are with someone, the more you resent them or the, the more your human, um, your acting comes through, right? Mm -hmm. So like with you, it's genuine energy, genuine energy, no jealousy, no, look, you have what you have going on and your journey is your journey. My journey is my journey over here. We come together, we do a podcast and we share experiences. Mm -hmm. But when you're acting, eventually the fucking mask turns (laughs) into the frown and the anger. You know, there's the two masks of acting. Yes. Eventually you can't be around a person like me because... There's no way you can attach yourself to me. And same with you, Kitty. There's no way anyone can attach themselves to you. So an actor will get upset and resent you and treat you poorly and ghost you and try to manipulate you and be passive aggressive and try to bring you off your pedestal. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's in relationships. You and I have talked about relationships and if you're both actors, oh man, right. The fireworks and the destruction. And, um, would you put, uh, the codependency automatically with actors? Yes. That's interchangeable. Right. 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 Yeah. At some point they start getting real. And that's why it's so important when you start a relationship to be as honest as possible and let that other person decide if they want to stick around or not. Exactly. That that authenticity that I feel like we're not taught that. Again, the shit sandwich. Hey, they're handing you a shit sandwich. Just smile and say thank you and eat it. Like, okay, but this person's mean. Like they tease me. They pull my hair. They make fun of me. 
And in front of you, they're handing me this and you, you don't see everything else that I go through. Right. Does that make, does that make sense when you try to tell somebody, you know, they're like, why are you mean to that person? Or why are you, why are you not, why are you not being nice to that person? Because they're mean to me. You're not here to see the teasing and, and the bullying that they do. Well, they're being nice to you right now. And you're like, am I the one that's being, am I wrong? That's the gaslighting, right? Yeah. Right. So uh, story time, um, I was in a relationship. I married, I didn't marry him. I, I got out of one relationship and went right into another relationship with someone who was from the Czech Republic. He smoked cigarettes, he drank alcohol, and he talked bad about me in his language. But I didn't know, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was so naive one minute he would tell me he loved me and wanted wanted me in his life. And the next minute he would make fun of me to his friends. Mm. Belittle me and 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 all kinds of horrible things. And I continued to stay with this person because I just that's all I knew, right? My parents did it. My family did it. My friends did it. You know, my church was constantly punishing me for shit that I did. You know, you're, you're, you're a sinner. You're constantly sinning. You're always sinning. You always need to be punished. This is why I continued to stay with that type of person. So when I finally met my husband, who was relatively healthy, (laughs) by the time he was done being with me, he wasn't very healthy at all. He actually turned more codependent. Because I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) I need attention now. And then I would have him yelling and screaming at me. And I'm sure... You know, I just thought I deserved that. Mm-hmm. That's all. No, no, I, I completely understand that of why. Uh, and I, this is the way I, my relationships were. Why aren't you reading my mind? How do you not know I'm upset about what you did? How do you not know this? Like, like the constant, um, you know, how do you not know this about me yet? Right. I need your attention and I will turn into an eight-year-old and pout and cry and threaten and throw things until I get that. Att- and by the time I get got that attention, you know, they weren't giving you good attention when you act like that. When I acted like that. Right. So right. there was always friction in my relationships. Always. Until I learned how to be by my I never learned how to be by myself I always had to have somebody next to me that's that code that codependency that if I'm not happy I'm going to make sure you're not happy (laughs) and I was the exact yeah and and I was the opposite I I was that toxic positivity like I mean, here, let me serve you a good, healthy dose of positivity. Everything, there's got to be a bright side to everything, right? 
Yes. Let, you know, oh, you're angry at me. Oh, did I do something wrong? Well, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything. Just because someone is set off and I'm standing there doesn't mean that I had anything to do with that. And I had to learn, I was like, you know, look at your intentions with the words you say. What are your intentions? So I just started to butt out when people would overreact around me and not make it about me. And continue on your merry way and do whatever you were doing. Exactly. Versus versus asking them or, you know. Do you like me? Did I, was it something I said? Was it something I did? I, I'm going to, yeah, that's a hard lesson to learn because I always thought everything was my fault. If somebody was mad, I automatically, and I read a long, long time ago, what a big ego you have when you always think it's you. And right. I'm, like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I can agree with that. It was more of when you grow up around somebody who's always angry, like always angry with some tiny little bits of happiness in there. You grow up thinking it's always you. And people all, you know, they're like, I'm not talking right now because I don't want, you know, it's not you. I'm upset about something else and I'm just processing. Communication is nothing I was taught. Nothing. Nothing. I always thought it was me. And then I would run around and make sure everything was perfect. And then I'm telling you nine times out of 10, it was never me. It was never me. So how are you supposed to progress when you think everything's your fault? And that is the ego. Right. And that is the acting and that is the programming and all of it stems that connection that you have with your parent, which is so important, which when when I say I'm a fan of Kung Fu movies, (laughs) it's because I wish I had someone as developmentally like like Jackie Chan all right Uh even Bruce Lee come on you know uh, a lot of these fighters fighters have to know they have to know how to control their emotions how they have to know how to control their anger right right you don't just hit somebody because they're fucking stupid all right you have you have your whole life um, gone. If you if you kill somebody with your hands, you're now a deadly weapon. Okay, you've now murdered someone mm-hmm. with your hands. So you got to be able to not black out. You're you have to be. There was an MMA fighter who actually, I wish I could remember the name of, I'll, I'll put it in the byline of the, the podcast, but there was an MMA, MMA fighter who was always so angry in the ring. He would black out and they would have to pull him off of his opponent. Jeez. I'm shitting you not. And then one day. He's out in the fields of Ireland or some shit. There was a train. He wasn't, he was in his truck. He wasn't paying attention. He literally parked on the train tracks. And then he got hit 
His truck got hit. And when I say this man almost died, he almost died. The same man that would black out in the ring and almost kill his opponent. Okay. So they sent him away to an island like where I am now. And they gave him stem cell and they did physical therapy. And I mean, they worked tireless, tirelessly with this man to the point when they got him back to the States. When I say he was an entirely different human being, he no longer like I don't think he even fights anymore, you know? I mean, that's how bad he was hurt. But is he physically almost back to normal? Yeah. But his brain fires differently. He's calm. I think he meditates now. He's all about his family. That life-altering event. Yeah. And and I know I that's how I changed is that life altering event that everybody I think that becomes self aware something happened. Something happened to make right. you reevaluate and go, I can't do this anymore and I won't do this anymore. I'm not gonna be an actor anymore. Fuck the acting. Fuck the repression. Fuck the oppression. I, you know, racism, absolute bullshit. Races are bullshit. And I I follow um, a a biologist on TikTok who's like, we all have the same cells. We have DNA. We bleed the same. We have the same organs. The only difference between people is the melanin in their skin. The only reason we're white is because we have less melanin closer to the um, further away from the equator, right? Yes. We have less melanin closer to the equator, more melanin. All right. So that's where we get the black and, um, you know, we get the different colors, Right, right. And it's all science and fact-based. And you would actually, but you have to believe that. You would have to acknowledge, oh yeah, you notice everybody from here looks like this, that their skin likes, like, you would have to notice that. You would have to understand science. And when you don't understand science, you don't understand life. That's, That's how I see it. How far removed from humanity are you? To be a racist. I'm just going. It's like you were talking about. Melanin. That is literally all it is. That's it. That's it. But they're like it can't be that simple. Because this book here says blah blah blah. And you're just like. you. It's like it's talking to a wall. You're talking. You're wasting your breath. The more we learn. The better we become. The more we read. The more we move. The more evolved we become. And that, I mean, that is complete acting. That is some dedicated acting right there. Because I don't think that's authentic to be a racist. I don't think that's authentic. That's learned behavior. That is, that is hate being taught. 
who would these people be if they weren't racist? Just like everybody else. So for some reason, it makes them feel very powerful to be racist. And it's just such a weird concept to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is such a weird concept. You know, um, it was taught to my dad, but my dad comes from 1940s Texas where they killed gay men, gay cowboys. And I'm telling you, gay cowboys were a thing, but they weren't called gay. They were like, um, it was important because when they moved cattle like they did and they didn't have women, Mm -hmm. they had a partnership between cowboys and they would sleep together. They would live together. They would move cattle together, cook together, and there was a unification, right? And there was no discrimination. I have not heard of this. Did you not know that? And no. then there, this is all shit Christians are trying to keep from you, okay? And then Indians were transgender, okay? Their spirits, look. Hormones, you can't control hormones. Sex hormones, you can't control those. Some people have more sex hormones. Some people have less. Okay? That's why you have smaller penises and maybe larger balls on a man, you know? And maybe more feminine characteristics on a man. You know? Sometimes you have uh, a man that has a vagina and a penis, So this idea that there's only men, there's only women, there's only marriage between a man and a woman, it's such fucking bullshit. It's so small-minded. That's how, it's like, how small is your mind? We are more divine than the church wants us to believe we are, okay? Because if everybody thought they were divine then we would we would have wealthy people everywhere we wouldn't have anybody starving all children would be taken care of but there is oppression they they need to have workers yeah and and that's what i'm seeing with the handmaid's tale is the need for labor and babies and uh, women, I don't care if uh, you're a handmaid, a Martha, a wife, a commander's wife, they're all viewed the same. They're all livestock, all women. There's just different classes. Right. And these women that just because they're married to a commander, they think they're above. And then they quickly learn, um, you're a second class citizen. You just happen to be lucky enough to be married to a commander. That's it. That is it. That's the acting. It's thinking that you are more, look, but you don't actually believe it. You think you're more. It's, it's under false pretenses, right? So you marry a general or you marry a plastic surgeon or you marry ce- uh, a celebrity or whatever, but you're still insecure. Oh, it happens all the time. Oh, That's yeah. because you're acting, but it's because 
that person is acting. Look, I'm acting. I'm filling a role. Mm -hmm. Who says that the wife of a CEO has can't eat with her hands? That's true. That is true. And, and you use, I see women now, you're either free or you're in bondage. Like, am I saying that word right? In bondage? I think so. Okay. Um, I, I just, I just mean you're either free or you're a cap or you're captive. And I see the difference now. And that's, and it, it, it translates to you're either acting or you're authentic. So I right. guess I, I shouldn't say the word free or, or captive. It's, you're either acting or you're authentic and that's it. Right. You're on the stage acting for people, you know, giving them what you think they want or you're just doing you. And you and I are just at that point of we're going to do ourselves, you know, no matter what, like there's no going back to being an actor. It feels yucky. Doesn't it? I mean, even we were talking about the outline of the podcast yesterday and I was like, um, you know what? I like the organic much better than, you know, you have some of these podcasts that are, that are just planned out every single word. And this is what we're going to talk about. And no, that's the whole point. It's I'm done with being codependent. Mm hmm. I'm done with attaching meaning to other people's words. I'm done with acting. I'm done with uh, celebrating narcissism. And, and this with is extremely organic. It's like, like I, our listeners don't realize we get on here and we just go. We just go. That's authenticity and how you feed off of one another and the vibing. And it's okay if somebody has a different opinion or thought process or, you know, and that is what's so wonderful. Women working with women, women who understand other women and the respect that's there. That's authentic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I genuinely want to reach out to those women and, and I can't, I do hear, I would like to hear more on my TikToks from these ladies. Um, but you know what? Even those ladies are afraid to say anything because the responses they get back are so volatile. Mm -hmm. And um, one is definitely Roe versus Wade. There are women who still believe that it's about the unborn fetus. And it's not about that. It's about women being cattle, women not having any rights, women succumbing to the ideology that it is about the fetus. And they're getting caught up in a shitstorm of bullshit. Once you start, look, it is so important to a woman to be able to miscarry miscarriages are for a reason did you hear about the woman that was uh, convicted of manslaughter because she had a miscarriage oh. in o in oklahoma oklahoma boy and nothing i feel like nothing good ever comes out of oklahoma like they're always in the news like always with these 
people that don't want to let people live their lives. Everything's about punishing. I'm going to punish you. I'm going to take this from you. You're, you know, you're this, that, and the other thing. And you're, and, and all I see is miserable people. It's about oppression. At the end of the day, Roe versus Wade is about being oppressed. 100%. You, to say you have no right to your body, how does anybody think that's okay? Because you know what? They're going to think it doesn't affect them. But they and, don't know. Look, and I, wait, to, wait, unfortunately, if you're pro or if you're uh, pro-life, yeah. And, you know, the universe says, yeah, you're not going to have this baby. You're going to be charged as well. They don't care if you're, if you're pro-life. If you miscarry, too bad, so sad. You're not above the law. You will get charged. Right. Are they thinking about this? No. They believe they're saving a life. And that is it, period, end of story. And it's like, that is not the end of the story. There's more to it. You just don't want to hear it. Well, think about it. I'll go back to that story that I told you about my husband. Look, I was voting Republican when I met him Mm -hmm. because my mom told me to. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah. And then when, when my husband was like, Edith, honey, that they don't think like you. Republicans don't think like you. Why are you voting Republican? They don't stand for the things you stand for. Why are you doing that? And I said, well, why would my, this is what I said to him. Why would my mom tell me to vote for somebody that didn't have my best interest at heart? Why would my mom do that? Because my mom was a good little worker. Mm -hmm. My mom obeyed the rules. Fear, follow, don't ask questions. Right. That was my whole life. And and you're right. It's brought to your attention. If you feel that way, if you believe and you think that way, why would you vote for the opposite? Because I come from a long line of Republicans and that's just what you do. No, you have a choice. You don't have to vote Republican. You don't even have to tell anybody who you vote for right it's private it has become so uh it it becomes people's personalities now i'm this and i'm that and i'm like why do you have to tell anybody just go vote how you're gonna vote it's nobody's business remember when it was nobody's business (laughs) right who you voted for and now everybody's like i'm this i'm that i'm this i'm that you know but it is important to talk about these things. And these things are hard. I remember you couldn't catch me talking about these things because A, I didn't understand. And B, I was just parroting whatever my parents told me to say. I didn't know why I was saying it. I was just saying it because that's what I heard my whole life. And then at some point you're saying it and you slow down and you go, what am I saying? I don't believe in this. Why do I keep doing this? This doesn't work for me. And that self-awareness starts taking on a life of its own if you let it. Well, think of it this way. And and I'm going back to the acting, right? Like mm-hmm. 
as a child, you perfect your acting because you know what's going to set your parents off Mm -hmm. and you know what's going to keep you out of trouble. So you start hiding things, you start lying, you start and you don't realize you're being manipulative, but you start gaslighting your parents, you know, Mm -hmm. and you start perfecting your ego at a very, very young age to protect your wants and desires. And my husband would tell me, ask um, for forgiveness. Don't ask for permission. Mm -hmm. That's what he learned. Mm -hmm. And he perfected that when he met me, he would do shit. And then I would find out that he lied. He spent the better part of a decade apologizing to me for all of his lies. That, 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 that has to be hard. That has to be really hard to come together for, for the benefit of the relationship and understand it's not going to grow if you don't. Well, that's what men are taught. They're mama's boys. And then in order to not hurt their mother, they're like, Oh, ask for forgiveness. Don't ask for permission. So let me do whatever the fuck I want. And then, you know, I'll just tell her I'm sorry at the end of the day. And they perfect that character and then they move on and then they get in a relationship with a woman and then they're doing the same thing. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Yep. 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 This yeah. is why they act. Some of them act like that. Yeah. They learn they could get away with it from the woman that loves them the most in the, the world. Most. Right? Yep. Oh, okay. I just learned something. And then they're like, well, and subconsciously they're, I'm just going to do that with the woman I love too. She'll forgive me. If I say yeah. I'm sorry, she'll forgive me. If I buy her something big, she'll forgive me. If I right. do an extra chore or if I actually pitch in, you know, I'm automatically forgiven. Oh, my God. Do you know how many times I've fallen for that? Me, too. <laughs> <laughs> that makes total sense. I'm, ha- I'm having a moment right now, like. An aha moment. I, I, yeah. Yeah, why do you do this? Why do you continue? Okay, now I know why. Because they did it with their moms. All right. So they're blissfully unaware until you help them become aware. And I'm speaking to all of our listeners. If you have a man in your life, and this is the kind of reality you're living in, the only way you can break them, especially if you're married uh, and it's not toxic. It has to be non-toxic. Okay. If it's toxic, there's going to be arguing, bullying, manipulation, fighting, emotional abuse, that kind of shit. When it's not abusive, it's when they're covertly They're a covert narcissist and it's definitely the ask for forgiveness, not permission. And they do things their way and they're constantly apologizing to you because you're always coming to the table. Hey, you know, you need to do this more. You need to do this more. You need to do this more. Stop doing that. 
Stop doing that. Go live your authentic life. Wow. Go, go do shit. Go be independent. Go love yourself. Go be mindful. Go be aware of your own emotions, but let them watch you because they're going to figure out a way to mirror that behavior because they don't have an identity on their own. That makes so. So I think I told you the the TikTok where I talk about my partner. It made him feel yucky when I would try to do things for him. Yeah. Um. You know, grabbing the laundry or whatever, and he'd be like, "No, no, no, I don't need you to do that." And I'm like, "Okay, but just let me do it. I want to do it." And he put his foot down, and he'd be like, "I'm perfectly capable of doing my own laundry." And I'm like, "You're not understanding. That's what I'm supposed to do." And he would be like, you're not understanding. You're not my mom. You're my partner. And it took a while to break me of constantly trying to serve a a grown. He's like, I'm grown. I don't need you to do that. And my feelings would get hurt. And all he was doing was saying, you're not my mom. You don't have to pick up after me. You don't have to do these things. I prefer that you don't because it doesn't make me feel very good. Right. And I'm like, okay, why can't you just be grateful that I'm going to do this for you? And I'm like, Whoa. you couldn't see it from their perspective though. No, he was the first man that ever said, I don't want you to be my mom. And it felt weird to me. And now I'm like, he was doing this for the benefit of us and our relationship. Or that wasn't his identity. And you were trying to change his identity. You were trying to make him act like someone he was not. Yeah, I I 100% agree with that statement. That I'm like, why can't you just be grateful that I'm going to do this for you? Why can't you just let me do this? And I love that he is a very patient, kind, giving, loving man that's never raised his voice to me. He would just try to explain it in a way. Like he would explain it several ways until I went, oh, that's how it makes you feel. Because I was more worried about how it made me feel. Right. And working together through this, you know, we're coming up on 13 years together. And I, I remember any relationship over a couple of years, I would be exhausted. I'd be resentful. I'd be angry. And in this relationship, I, I'm fulfilled. I'm happy. I'm my own person. You know, I don't have somebody hanging on to, you know, my belt loop needing constant attention and do this for me and do that for me and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm in a real healthy adult relationship for the first time. In my life. And it's weird, right? <laughs> I had to leave my husband. I mean, wait, actually he left me like on the 11th time. He, he was like, I'm done with your shit. And I had to be okay with that. I was like, look, I'm getting up 21 times a night peeing because I'm more concerned about how he felt about me than I was concerned about how I felt about me. Mm -hmm. 
in there. Yep. It was toxic. And when he left, I have to tell you, I put all of his shit out on the lawn, told him to come get it, and I didn't want to see him again. And he even came and told me, oh, I'm, you know, it was a mistake. I'm sorry. It was a mistake. I was like, no, it's not a mistake. It is not a mistake that you're gone. And that was it. And I slept the best that I had ever slept in years when he left. And it wasn't all him. Mm -hmm. Right, right. It was the toxic fucking positivity. It was the codependency. It was the relying on him for how I felt about myself. And I was doing all of that. Totally. I totally understand that. I've, I've had that relationship. I've had that. And it, it's, it's painful understanding your part in it. Yes. Because relationships take two people. Whenever you're pointing that finger, I'm always like, where's, where's your accountability? You're in this too. It's not just one. But it's not our business. Not well, no, our business. No, no, right? no, no. Right, 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 right. No, I totally agree with you. When somebody's talking to me and I'm listening, in my head, I'm asking that. I, right. I, yeah, I have learned my lessons of staying out of things. But in my head, I'm reliving my own tales of what happened in disastrous relationships. So it's just a constant reminder to me that I'm not, I'm not perfect. And everybody has to go through it and grow through it on their own terms so i have an aha moment i'd like to share before we send you know before we we exit on this uh this episode um so my aha moment was after my mom died and i didn't have her to focus all of my attention on Mind you, she was a smoker and her health was constantly declining and she had tumors and cancer and COPD and congestive heart failure and PVD, peripheral vascular disease and PAD, peripheral artery disease. And um, mind you, that that's a lot for a young woman to focus on is, is that her mother is dying. I didn't, my mother didn't see that she was dying. She was still in denial about that fact. And once she actually physically died, again, I slept the best that I'd ever slept in, I'd say years. But I had to rely because my husband was gone. I had to rely on myself, mm-hmm. my ability to emote through that entire scenario. My father stopped talking to me. Um, I didn't really see much of my brother. Wasn't, you know, I would, I saw him a couple of times before they moved out of state, but literally it wasn't wasn't like I got to see him very much and my husband was still around but not very often 
You know, he was I he was doing his thing, which was important for him and my son, my growth was that we both do our own thing. So my aha moment was when I finally bought my own place and it was me and my dog and my two cats. And I was having to rely 150% on my own self. Every single day I was making choices for me. For the first time. For the first time in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, what? What just happened? I did it. I did it by myself. I did it. If I can do this, what else can I do? I can do do any goddamn thing (laughs) I put my mind to. Isn't that, um, that is, yeah, yeah, I'm. Um, I have a similar story and that's how it, that's how it starts this whole time. This whole time I could have been doing this by myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You live and you learn and thank goodness. Um, it's not too late for us. It's not too late. We're doing it. Every day, girl. And, <laughs> and, and when I say stay naked at the end of the podcast, it means stay authentic stay naked stay naked don't put on your clothes all right (laughs) don't put on your makeup don't put on your false eyelashes girl don't put on your long fingernails that shit is not who you are at the end of the day because if you're stuck on an island by yourself there's nowhere to get your nails done there's nowhere to put on for no one cares if you have false fucking eyelashes here okay we do we do not care Bring your, bring your authentic self. We welcome you. We welcome you. We love <laughs> you. We hug you. Stay naked. Stay naked. <laughs> so it's now five o'clock on the 22nd, I think, 22nd or 23rd. Same day, but man, I'm not liking this. I am not liking this, being alone on an island by myself. Nobody's texting me. I I don't know if something's wrong with the connection here. And then because you're out of the country, you're terrified to use the phone because that might cost you $500. You know, you just don't know. You're not, you're not home. You're alone. You have no one to talk to. You have a virus. You're locked in your room. You don't want to be around anybody. You don't want anybody to be around you. You don't want anybody to contract this shit. Um, it's not like I can call my girlfriends and go, hey. And then you've got to trust that where you are, they're going to take care of you, hopefully. They don't have to, you know. No one has to take care of you. This is why traveling is such a hard thing. No one wants to travel by themselves even. 
You know, I've got a lot I've got a lot of lady friends that are traveling by themselves and I I'm traveling by myself. I just, you know, I'm sick. And I'm locked in my room. Want to have a temper tantrum like a little child. All the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances. And one man in his time plays many parts. Thank you, William Shakespeare. And thank you to all the listeners of the NOMT podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email at nomtpodcast at gmail.com. No caps and no special characters. Thanks again from the staff here at NOMT Podcast.